This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. This is Behind the Roads, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Blake Horseman is on special assignment. Now, your guest hosts, Elise and Eric. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Rows. I'm Eric Bradley this week, joined again by guest host Elise. I am very excited to be here, and I have some exciting news. Oh, yes, we do. Before we get into that, Blake <laughs> is still away on assignment, special project, if you will. And uh, yeah, so let's catch up uh, on probably a lot of big things in your life. I did nothing but party this past weekend. Yeah, you went to the ball, right? Yes, I went to the ball. <laughs> Cinderella, how was the ball? Oh, I didn't find a glass slipper. Any kisses so, under the mistletoe? Absolutely none. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. It's just, uh, I am forever a professional third wheeler. <laughs> I, can, I can hold purses, take pictures, and be security if needed. So that is pretty impressive. I was sad that I couldn't join you guys because a lot of our Bachelor Nation friends were there. But I, uh, we talked about last episode the possibility of puppies. And about four days ago, I got the confirmation that Gracie was indeed pregnant. And yesterday morning, um, we got, I should say, I'm saying we, but I'm, that's me and Gracie got the surprise of our life when she gave birth so to did Bruce. Yeah, and so did Bruce. I uh, woke up at about seven o'clock in the morning to Gracie yelping. And very soon after we had uh, the first puppy, the vet told me expect maybe like two or three. <clears throat> I'm getting a new vet <laughs> because we had eight. Yeah. And four, I four am times just that amount. Yeah. So I'm just going to put this out there. Um, when Blake comes back, if you guys don't hear from me a while, he did it. Afraid that he is going to kill me when he comes back. And not only have I brought um, a dog that he didn't anticipate, but now there's 10 animals in the house. Yeah. So it went from a single solo guy's like chop shop, if you will, bachelor bat, <laughs> to a roommate and 10 animals. <laughs> I repeat, 10 animals. So I have not slept, but I did get to watch the men tell all, um, quite frankly, that was a bit of a snooze fest. So it didn't keep me awake all that much, but yeah, we might as well at- just keep bantering. <laughs> I, I do not like breaking down like the tell alls cause it just brings back all the negative and the drama and it's just not fun. Well, and as so many people have said before, it's kind of everyone's audition to get more screen time for paradise. And they certainly, they, they do their best. They really do. That they do. So, yeah, before we get into that, anything else coming up for you this weekend or just uh, just playing grandma? Well, I think for the next eight weeks, my life will consist of very little sleep, a significant amount of coffee and puppy breath. <laughs> that is what the next eight weeks of my life is going to look like and preparing for 
um, Blake's return and how to make them look as cute as possible so that he does not get mad at me. (laughs) I feel like we have a couple more weeks for that. Right before he gets home. So they'll, they'll be eyes wide open and ready to go. Well, I had FaceTimed Eric. I I called you yesterday thinking I was done and <laughs> had to get off the phone with you because the eighth one came unexpectedly. So it's been a lot of uh, not exactly what I thought my first few months in Denver was going to look like. However, I know what I'm getting everyone for Christmas, a puppy. Yeah, right. You get a puppy. You're like Oprah of puppies. I, Oprah, you get a puppy. You get a puppy. The only thing I'm really excited about is I have no idea what like who the dad was. So it'll be interesting to see over the next couple of weeks, what breed they start looking well, like. I'm just happy that it was at least a dog and it was probably a good looking dog. Cause the puppies look adorable. So they are so, so it cute. It From here out, on out, not, my, my Instagram is just like a puppy's puppy account. Yeah. They're not wolves or coyotes. Like it was a dog. It wasn't a cat. Like, all right, we're good. <laughs> You know, they look like Bruce. (laughs) They do look like Bruce. And funny enough, Bruce was um, so curious as to what in the heck was going on. So he was watching very intently over these puppies last night with me. And I am starting to wonder if he thinks that he's the father. Yeah. And if you don't know who Bruce is, Bruce is the the cat that has been forgotten throughout this whole process. Hey, now (laughs) I've had my hands full. Okay. Uh. Yeah, well, me, I'm heading to Vegas this week, weekend, actually For the what? whole week. Uh, it's NFR. Eddie's real familiar with it. It's uh, it's a big country music, kind of like national finals rodeo weekend in Vegas. I uh, get to catch up with my boys, uh, DJ Silver, who's also a good friend of the show, and Blake's DJ mentor, who are signed to his label. And we have some exciting collaboration news with him coming out soon. Uh, and then Jason Aldean. Uh, Luke Combs, Riley Green, just big. The party doesn't stop and work doesn't stop for me. So, Eric, um, I feel like you're rubbing it in a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, my I'll be living vicariously through you. My show still goes on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's trade places next week. Wherever you're going, I'll manage the you know musicians, the nightlife. <laughs> hold purses, take pictures, like you said, and you, um, you know, clean up after 10 puppies or yeah, eight I puppies. Could, I could just imagine what a disaster that was yesterday. <laughs> just, a, just a bunch of fluids. And <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, buddy. <laughs> we'll be right back. People are still with us. Let's break down the mental all. Yes, let's get into it. Where shall we begin? I guess the beef between Will and Peter kind of starts off the show. It does. And I don't know. Peter is just kind of like a parody of himself. I don't know if he's trying to play a character, if that's his real personality. Um, But I mean, all the little pizza one-liners, I feel like he had a notebook of like pizza analogies that he could make as jokes it was kind of annoying i feel like just italians in general they're real big personalities like so maybe it was maybe it isn't 
Who knows? But, but I do have to It seems to say, like a lot of the, all the guys were like calling him out on it. Like this guy would enter a room just like with bop, 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 whatever he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bergiorno or whatever yeah. they said. Bergiorno. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have to point out is why I, I do think the lawyer serving papers, huh. I mean, that could not have been more stage. I've never oh, met. yeah. And Someone. the guy just looked like a cheap private investigator. Yeah. Like, who is this poor actor for hire here? I feel like Jesus. they just took someone in the audience that had, like, some height and some width to him and were like, hey, can you do us a favor? Uh, did, You'll get a little screen time here. I don't even think he had height and weight. It looked like he was short, <laughs> like, plump with a fake mustache and bald. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to give the man a little credit. But... I don't give him any. That was horrible at ABC. <laughs> You know, they don't vet their contestants all that well sometimes. And now they don't vet their fake lawyers. (laughs) That was like when they pulled the girl out to like kiss Connor at the after the final rose last season. Like, come on. Yeah, it was very, you know, theatrical, to put it mildly. However, if Will was behind the reviews on his website, to me, that's really petty. It is not only petty, but, you know, you don't have to get along with someone but you certainly don't need to hurt their livelihood. No. And that, that was one thing, Peter. Yeah. It's like, that's how he provides for his family. Like that's his business. It, that, that's a really shitty thing to do. And there are people online that have strong opinions, right? We've all read comments about ourselves when you go on mm-hmm. this show, but whether it's a contestant that did it, whether it was Will or people that watched the show, because clearly it made references to things he did on the show. That's to me just a, Mm-mm. an absolute no. You don't hurt somebody's way of life just because you don't like how they were portrayed on television. Yeah, even Will. I mean, I was I was on Will's side throughout the season, but like this is just like the, him bringing up the sister in the DMs. Like it, it was, these two are just like, come on, children. I, again, I think they're trying to make sure they get their time on the beach because as much as Will had some points he just took all of his points a little bit too far and mm-hmm. i don't know but he I didn't downplay or say no to any of it he's like he just kind of sat there and smirked and yeah like yeah I, I don't have a real high opinion of either of their showings last night um again they you know they kind of made up a little bit at the end but we'll see if uh there's an actual lawsuit i highly doubt it <laughs> yeah not at all but i i could see peter being a, a fun contestant down on the beach though like he could probably bring like that like a fun vibe well and who like, was with josh murray ate pizza all the time down there so maybe you know oh. they have wells bartending and they can have him making he'll, pizza yeah he'll just be the, the late night like pizza stop <laughs> that that's not a bad idea not at all. <laughs> and then yeah. we have Martin. Yes. And also Ryan, who Ryan before the, the notes guy, who was a big villain for a second, like with all the notes from his friends, his quote unquote yeah. friends. Yeah. Never wa- watched two hours of the season. Even and though he wasn't he the whole time he did, but wasn't so. he even bachelor live on stage? Wasn't he the bachelor? Yes, he was uh, in one of the cities. Yep. Well, I I think he got found out and just kind of had his tail tucked between his legs. I didn't even write anything down from him because yeah. he, he didn't say much. Nothing. That, yeah. And it, it almost like all these guys that got caught up in their lies, Martin, Jamie, Chris S, Ryan, none of them owned up for 
their lies, stupidity, everything they caused. They, like no one took ownership tonight. There was a real lack of <laughs> humbleness and apologies <laughs> all around with these quote unquote villains. It was a lot, but Martin. Yeah, yeah Martin. We got to go into Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, girlfriend, no girlfriend. Girlfriend. For sure. <laughs> he absolutely had a girlfriend. And here's the kicker. When Caitlin made the joke of like, bring her out. His face yeah, his, immediately yeah. fell. Nonverbals tell everything. Yep. He had practiced and rehearsed that answer of, no, we weren't seeing each other. It's not like we were, he kept giving examples of how they weren't in a relationship. We weren't living together. We weren't, you know, uh, texting, but we had, you know, hung out. No, you had a girlfriend. You went on the show because the minute Caitlin said that his entire face looked straight panic. Even there was one point while he was talking, someone had asked him and he was like, yeah, I had a girlfriend, but then it cut. I think that was right as KB was saying, and let's bring her out. And he was like, no, no, I don't have a girlfriend. So I don't know if you caught that. He actually admitted it it at one point. These boys were stumbling over all of their lies uh, and bullshit. Oh my, these, yeah, these guys like don't know him personally, but yeah, they just acted like ass clowns this whole season. They did. And even some of the stuff I've seen on their social media, Martin, especially if well, I yeah. saw one of my bad moments portrayed on TV, because we, you know, you're in a weird environment, you're going to have moments where you don't, you know, handle your, yourself as well as you would or wish you could have. You think you would watch that and be embarrassed. And he seemed to just like double down and call out and deflect and call out other guys. Yep. Yep. And we saw that the whole time Jamie was talking too. like that guy. It's just like these big ass. I don't even know how to say what he does. Like he just like walks around in circles four or five times on the same point until you believe the lie he's telling you. Yeah, he he was an interesting one. I I do have to say it's just like just get to your damn point, man. He, Jamie never gets to a point. He he doesn't. He kind of reminds me of you know last season on Katie's season. Everyone, um, his name is blanking me. Tom, Tommy. Oh yeah, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas kind of got that negative feedback because he would do the same things. He would kind of answer in platitudes and never just give like a straight answer. But this to me is an actual villainous way of doing that where he knows what the answer is. I think Tommy just kind of, I'm calling him Tommy because of Becca's Instagram stories, but Thomas seemed like he got this bad edit and just kind of was overwhelmed and not truly didn't know what to say in the moment. Whereas Jamie knows that he's caught in a lie and just wants to dance circles around getting mm-hmm. to the point of saying, I'm sorry, you're right, I lied. Like he just lives in his own world where he believes these lies too. It's like he has no fault whatsoever. I, that, I think the only problem. person he believing should, Jamie is Jamie. Yeah. I, and I think it was, um, gosh, I got his name's escaping me. Rome, Romeo. Romeo. Like he called him out, like, dude, you need some seriously like help for this. Like, you need to seek help and talk like f- for whatever he's doing because it, it's super like manipulative. 
It definitely came across that way. And like you said, with Romeo, he pointed out that he kind of looked up to Jamie at the beginning Mm -hmm. of this because he portrayed himself to be this like peace, love. I'm going to encourage everyone. And then behind the scenes was sort of playing a game and manipulating everybody. And then obviously lying about who said what and all of that. But it's just Jamie could not for once. I just wanted to hear him say, I did it wrong. Instead of having all of the men tell him that he did something wrong and him again, dance circles around it. And it wasn't until later when uh, Michelle comes out that she finally got him to say an apology that I don't, I didn't believe a word of it. Not, but... And she even like laughed at it. Like, mm-hmm. this is like this guy, who the fuck are you fooling, man? Nobody, but himself. I think he yeah. believes. His and it's lies. just like, it's just like how, arrogant he is too when he's talking it's just like he has these smirks and smiles and like closes his eyes like i try not to make a big judgment of character based on what we see on this show but i can say after watching last night uh, jamie's not going to be my first choice for best friends no i don't don't know how yeah (laughs) you couldn't trust him with anything no, and boys don't trust that man with your girlfriend. He'll call her. He'll be the one that calls yeah. her and is like, I'm so sorry your boyfriend did that to you. Do you want to talk to me about it? That's Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I will say before we move forward too, is like, I loved Olu tonight because he was like ready to like, he was all about any kind of smoke anyone wanted to throw his way. He was ready to fight, call out everybody. I love it because we saw like <laughs> such a sweet demure, like we saw him crying on the season. Mm-hmm. And then you see Olu last night stand up and say, you're looking at black excellence. And I found myself yeah. <laughs> very quietly, not to wake the puppies, but quietly clapping for him yeah. because he got to have a chance to like watch all these people kind of talk poorly about him, about him not being intelligent and having a low IQ. And he got to stand up for himself. And while yeah. I don't like men, you know, getting each other's faces, I, I think he made his point. Yeah, that Chris guy was scared to death. Like, he was like, "Go, please go sit down. <laughs> Absolutely terrified. That was one person I almost felt bad for. Uh, I was calling him Mr. Wall Street this season because to me that's what he looks like. But he, you know, is probably a good solid foot shorter than Olu. Yeah, he so wanted cannot... none of that smoke. No, I can't <laughs> imagine how intimidated he was, but he uh, he got quiet real quick. That's that's what'll happen when a grown ass man will will confront you. <laughs> you can't Nothing. hide behind the cameras and the screen and the ITMs anymore, son. Like, I almost expect him to crawl under the chair and kind of hold it like an yeah. earthquake drill. He, he was, was waiting terrified. He was waiting for the security that grabbed the the fake streaker to like, will you could please hold this guy back? Yeah. <laughs> With the giant block security yeah. shirts on. I can say uh, after being on this show, I've never seen a security person wear a shirt like that. Yeah. Isn't the security guy, what's his name? Polly? Polly. <laughs> yep. If they brought Polly out, I would have believed it. But they had a lot of cheap gimmicks with the fake lawyer and, and the streaker tonight. And, and Olu was one guy who I was kind of bummed to see go to throughout the season. Like, I liked him a lot. Like, I think he deserved to go a little farther, but we'll see more of him for sure. Oh, absolutely. He's going like, to be on the beach. And I think he's going to do really well there too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it seems, even though we saw him be a little bit more combative tonight on the show, it seemed like he kind of led with be, like being a little bit more gentle and open with her. Um, 
which can be great, but you have to have a little competition in you to get far on this show because you need to make the most of your time. And I don't know if he, if that environment was right for him to do that, but on the beach, he'll have all the time in the world. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, we go into Rick's hot seat or into KB and Tasha convo. Here's the thing. Rick and his beautiful natural eyeliner that he has. <laughs> <laughs> he's very genuine. And I believe what he said that he's rarely opened up and shared that story and felt really connected to her. Um, but he, to me tonight kind of came off like he was still holding on to something that clearly was, was over. And it, it kind of pulled on my heartstrings because you could tell that he really liked her. Um, but I don't know if he's really moved on as much as you think he might have moved on at this point. Yeah. Very then true. Then we get I, to Tasia. Mm-hmm. Well, I, before I go into this, what are your thoughts? I want a guy's perspective. As far as their relationship or? No, like let's like say tonight. you and I were dating and I was the host of the show and we had or engaged and we broke up and you were not on the show. And she comes on and just gets to address your breakup alone. Like I'm on the show and I'm talking about your breakup. I don't feel like she, I mean, she really didn't address anything. No, and I'm not saying she was in the wrong. I just think it was a weird choice by the team to have her do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that again is probably producer driven, right? Like, let's just see if we can get anything out of this and, you know, I, I'm. Ha- she didn't say anything, and she, to her credit, like what she did say was like, "Hey, we did give this a couple tries, and we do know that they were mm-hmm. on and off again several times." And you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You can't force anything. Absolutely, and, and I, I just, I, I don't know. I always have a hard time with this breakup stuff. Again, credit to Tasha because she didn't say anything. Um, bad about him or their relationship, Mm -hmm. but I just felt, I felt kind of bad for her and bad for Zach that they were put in a position where they had to talk about it so publicly. And also he's really said anything though. Neither of them have said anything on social media or anything. So this is funny over the, over the weekend, uh, Justin from the batch and I Mm -hmm. were having this conversation, like kind of curious about like, I wonder what this is going to look like on this tonight. Like, is she going to, come out say anything bad mouth him and no she definitely didn't do that which i'm grateful for yeah because like zach is also very private like he doesn't even do social media no not very often i mean he's just started coming around to doing maybe an ad or two or like promoting like his foundation charity uh philanthropy work and yeah i'm very glad that you know she didn't take that bait Correct. Because I think given the pressure that Taisha was under to talk about that in front of a room full of strangers and then to however many millions of fans, it could have gone a different way, but she handled it as gracefully as she could. But you could tell she was a uncomfortable and two clearly pretty broken up about it. So to me, I don't think they needed to do that, but they did it. Not yeah. surprised, but I felt bad for her in that moment because why would you want to share the you know your breakup with a room full of strangers? Even though that relationship was public, mm-hmm. I just feel like sometimes some of that could be handled a little bit more privately. Yeah, and especially with with those two. 
because mm-hmm. their relationship has pretty much been private and not very much out there in the public anyway after which the show. I applaud them for mm-hmm. I think anyone that gets together after this show needs to take note while obviously their relationship ended um I think we all believed in it a lot because they were taking the time to actually form a relationship after this privately instead of always in the spotlight yeah, so super that's sad. real life that is real life and it you know relationships don't work and i'm sad for it but i don't think when taisha is ready she's gonna have a hard time finding the right person we'll be right back But now we need to talk about my man. Yeah, I was about to say, now we go to your guy. Have you slid in the DM of Rodney? Yet? No, just but like, I, hey, I followed and commented. Hey, hey <laughs> just, just want to check on you, buddy. How are you doing? No, but I he's the only one from this uh, season I got to follow. I can say that. Um, so Rodney, <clears throat> you know, I got, I got puppies that I need help with. <laughs> Is that she's my looking, pickup line? <laughs> she's looking for a puppy daddy. Oh, go. Well, let's workshop that. (laughs) Let's workshop that a bit. Um, Rodney, still absolutely love this guy. Any situation he's in, even when he's emotional, he finds a way to like turn it around and put a smile on his face. I just think his goodbye with her last week was great. His conversation tonight was great. And unfortunately, I'm sure we will be seeing him instead of The Bachelor on Bachelor in Paradise, where I will come on a recap and cry when he meets the love of his life. Will you come on a recap and cry, or will you be putting your name in the ring to go down there next season? (laughs) I think I've aged out of Paradise. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. Yeah, you're you're good to go. But we know he's going to be on the beach and I'm excited to watch it. All jokes aside, I think he's a great guy. I don't think that. uh, (laughs) She's all verklempt over here. Yeah, I'm a little blush. I'm blushing. I just think I think he's great. That's all I got to say about it. (laughs) This is is the teaser for for this week on on our uh, Instagram. Oh, no. (laughs) We're going to try. We're just going to try to make this happen before he even gets a chance to go to the beach. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Rodney, you're wonderful. Bachelor producers, if any of you are listening to this, I might be in my middle 30s, but I need love and a puppy daddy. <laughs> There's my pitch. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, goodness. I, I think my face is this. about as red as my hair right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing but, great, sweetie. Oh, thanks. Um, and then we get the preview of Clayton's season. Yeah. Still have no idea why he's the bachelor. However, it did it's, make me feel a little bit better that all the guys spoke so highly of him. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of rare. Very rare. Yeah. Like everyone kind of had their take on him and not one bad thing was said or like, yeah. even like in the background, when you see other guys, like maybe making faces like, oh, this guy's full of shit or whatever. Like no one was really doing that. No, everyone seemed to be like nodding in agreement, and they were talking about like what a great dad he's going to be, what a great man he is, that he mm-hmm. brought like so much positivity, and it it just stinks that we didn't see any of that. 
Yeah. But hopefully that means that the guys and the producers know something that we don't. And that's why he's going to be the bachelor. And even like what uh, Blake and I had several conversations on some of these recaps, the last couple episodes that he was on this season, it's like, he's got a lot of depth there when they showed him, like when he was in conversation, it wasn't just like, yeah, it's like screaming Viking guy. Like right. he had a lot of depth and you could see that there is potential there. We, they just never showed any of him. You know, you saying that actually makes me think if maybe they edit out some of his stories and conversations so that he could have those conversations with the women on his season and we mm-hmm. wouldn't know too much about him. So you saying that kind of puts it in a different perspective that maybe there's a reason we didn't get to see a whole slew of Colt. Uh, I just call I keep calling him Colton Clayton. <laughs> well, the, the puppies, the teaser, uh, it's the exact same like poster. Yeah. They didn't get real creative on that one. Did they not at all? Clayton kind of feels like a rinse and repeat of Colton and his PR, but we'll see what happens. I do have to say the one thing that got me in that preview, do you know what I'm going to speak about? No, not the preview of his season. Uh, (laughs) He stood at a rose ceremony. The girls are standing there in their nice dresses. And he says, I want to tell you this. It'll be hard to hear. I've been intimate with both of you. What an interesting choice that was. Yeah. God just I, can't tell a lie. Like I mean, I'll applaud the honesty, got, you, but I'm going to be very curious why, um, how and why that conversation happened in that moment. Did he take a note from Ben Higgins from falling in love with three? Maybe. <laughs> well, he I also did. said he loves three women in the preview, didn't he? Yeah, that's true. Uh, maybe he's our next Ben. <sighs> That learned from the past, guys. <laughs> Never turns out very well. <laughs> but again, the guys seem to really like him. So it made me a little bit more excited to watch his season. And then after we see the preview, beautiful girl Michelle comes out. She looked stunning. Mm-hmm. Michelle might be one of the best bachelorettes there's been. I, a lot of people You're might say wrong. she's, a lot of people say like she might just be boring or whatever, or very like vanilla-ish however you maybe put that but like she's been so elegant classy the way she's handled every situation she's been pretty much perfect this whole season she sure has and even tonight um she makes her points Mm -hmm. but she makes them I don't know if it's because she's a teacher and speaking to little kids all the time. She stays cool and calm. And it almost to me cuts a little harder. Like you you saw these guys all night weren't apologizing until she talked to them. Yeah. And very calmly said, this is how I expect to be treated. This is what you did. Here's what you did wrong. And maybe that's where the teacher in her comes across. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how you have to talk to kids. Like, do you understand what you did? Yeah. Okay, now what would you well, like to do? I'm going to open the floor up for you to I make guess this we're, right. We're still men. We're all still pretty stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not going to touch. I'm until, not touching that one. <laughs> and so you just be like, call us out on our bullshit and be like, okay, Miss Young, you're right. <laughs> yes. And I felt, didn't you feel like it was a classroom? Like all it's, the guys it's felt that like had, that this whole season, though. It's like, yeah. Well, that's what made her a great lead, in my opinion, yeah. is she didn't really. You know, you can say that it's been a little slow or a little boring and lack of conflict between her and the guys, 
Well, but maybe that's just, just because she can handle herself yeah. and any of these guys incredibly well. Instead of putting us in timeout, she's just like, all right, you got to go. See yeah. ya. Like, <laughs> which has been, it's been a breath of fresh air to see that. Cause it, yeah, it's nice not having that drama. Well, like, and- we're here for a love story. Like, of course you're going to have drama in the first couple episodes. That's happens every season, but she got rid of the drama, like probably faster than anyone in the history of the show. And- Very quickly. Mm-hmm. I feel like she was on um, like F boy Island and just like sending them out. Like you're going to time out if you're not here for, you know, the right reasons, or if you're acting up, I don't have time for it. I'm just going to ship you off. And she did it all season. And tonight it was great in my opinion to watch her yet again, put these men in, in their, their place, place and yeah. humble them a little. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I believed all mm. of their apologies, but I do believe that she got through to them a bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, she humbled Jamie enough to finally just say sorry, which was just bullshit anyway. But hey, at least the words came out. It's a step in the yeah. right direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I was impressed um, too in her conversation with Jamie, where she pointed out a very real example of saying, you know, we talked about coaching mm-hmm. and how we want to lift people up. And what did you do? And I think this is where he finally kind of it clicked for him. She's like, what did you do that was a representation of what a good coach and what a good, you know, friend you are that you're trying to lift up, up others while they're struggling? And he had no response. Nope. Just a whoops. Sorry, whoops. Mrs. Young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, great. it's so hot. It's just funny to see it. Like. I love it. I think she's a great lead. Again, I didn't get to watch the, you know, the entirety of this season, but from what I've picked up, she's doing a great job. And in the preview, wrapping up the show, we see what's coming down the road. And do you remember what my speculation was last week? Yeah, you said um, Joe was going to self-eliminate. Wasn't that right? Yes. And it doesn't look like that's the one it who does doesn't it. doesn't look like that, well, but edited. I am doubling down. I just don't see Brandon being the one that does it. So I'm doubling down that Joe is going to shake things up because they're putting still so much weight on like, is Nate ready? Is he not ready? Yeah. You even seen like, but then like, yeah, the editing for this next week's preview. It was all over the place. Talk, yeah. Cause it's like, Michelle's dad, maybe it was that conversation with Joe or one of the other guys, but it looks like it was with Joe, but he was like, please, you have my daughter's like her her hand and heart. Please be a part of our family, basically. And then her parents are like talking about Nate. No, he's not ready. I think think they're they're throwing us for a loop. There has to be curveballs there. There has to be. And then you see Brandon at the like, after the fantasy suite rose ceremony say, can I talk to you? Which is never a good thing. And then I think they were talking about Brandon, but who knows being the jealous type. Yeah. I picked up on that too, but again, who knows with editing? Cause it, yep. this preview, you would see the people, but not who they were talking to. So it's mm-hmm. kind of up to you to guess. And I think there was a lot of emphasis on Brandon, so have- maybe being jealous. Mm-hmm. Joe didn't get a whole lot of anything besides like mushy gushy. And Nate got, you're not ready. Well, so Joe, I think. I do think Joe was the one that the dad was like, you're our pick. 
I, I'm doubling so. down. <laughs> Joe's going to, they're putting it too much like he is a shoe in and that everybody mm-hmm. else is having these like breakdowns and issues and conflict about, you know, getting engaged or what life would look like after this. And I think they're, I think they're misleading us. I have no reason to believe this, but I like my theory and I'm sticking with it, even though the preview tells me I'm completely wrong. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have a Bennett moment and Rodney comes back. <laughs> I don't know whether to be happy or sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be heartbroken. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually, the reason I like him so much is I like watching those two together. Yeah. So I guess from here, we have what, two episodes left next week is two episodes. We get down to the final two. And then after that, it's the finale. The fantasy and... suites and then the three hour finale. Yes. Whew. Oh, and it's weird. It's, yeah, this week was a Monday show. The next two are back on Tuesdays. Don't quite understand the the programming around this. <laughs> I'm not sure either. They're just doing their best in the times that we're <laughs> that we're given and the TV slots they're given. But I am excited. My favorite episode is always Fantasy Suites. That's next week. Correct. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for next week's. I wonder if she'll come out and say, "I've been intimate with all three of y'all." <laughs> Just kidding. What a choice, Clayton. What yeah, a I just, choice. I couldn't believe that. I, his, I, I don't know if he's really crying in his preview or not either. It's just like that it was a very, acting. If, if, <laughs> it was a confusing preview, but that uh, moment definitely stuck out for me. And I will watch the season just to figure out why he made that decision to say that in front of them at a rose ceremony instead of privately. So we'll see. And next week we have my favorite episode. Yep. And you'll be back again to recap with us next week. And give puppy updates. Yes. See if their eyes have opened. If they've, if the, if the the runt has grown up a little bit. Yeah, we will see, but I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited for you to, to go to Vegas and for me to live vicariously through all the fun things you're doing while I'm pretending to be a puppy grandmother. <laughs> Yes. Well, thanks again for joining us, Elise. We couldn't do this without you. Well, Blake is gone. Thanks everyone for tuning in. Leave us those comments, five-star reviews, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Behind the Rose is recorded live at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. Be sure to go check out our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast and follow us so you always know when we drop a new episode. And give us all five of those stars. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Behind the Rose.